What's up, everybody? This is this best fist. Um, and as we do, we're gonna go deep with this idea that I think we really need to become aware of and, and kind of do as a daily practice, which is basically taking responsibility for our emotions. And this is this is kind of radical in some ways because people tell you to be responsible for a lot of things like be responsible you gotta be responsible be a grown adult you know pay your bills do the laundry do your dishes brush your teeth all these things and that's there's nothing wrong with those things they're important but they never tell you that you have to you have to take responsibility for your emotional state and be responsible for your emotions. And because what I've become aware of is that this is not something that just kind of happens to you automatically. Like you, you're not, it's not going to one day happen where you reach this perfect state of mind or emotional state or whatever, and you will never suffer again. Um, you know, there's never going to be a, this perfect moment of non-suffering that just like lands in your lap. It ain't just gonna, it's not, it's not gonna happen. You know, especially if you don't take responsibility for it. I mean, if it does happen, it's not going to last or whatever it is. And there's a lot of things you can do to take emotional responsibility. Um, take responsibility for your emotional state. You know, because We have a culture that complains about everything. Oh, my dinner wasn't good, or my uh, my dog, you know, was mean to me today, or this person was mean to me. This person didn't do what I wanted him to do, or you know, like all these privileged people out there—they're all privileged, and I'm I'm the victim, and all this kind of stuff, like. This is what goes of a society that does not take responsibility for their emotions. Not saying all society, all of the world, but a good number of people who you would think would know better don't know know better and don't take their responsibility over their emotional state. And they think the problem is with the world, not with them. Of course, there's no problem with them necessarily. It's not a problem that you're not doing this, but it's a problem for you because you're suffering and you're angry at things because they are not going to go the way you want them to go and you you might respond to me like well oh no but david it's not my fault that they're that this way it's theirs they're doing all these things to me i'm the victim of these people and they're doing all these bad things to me it's like well i mean you could you could i'm not saying that you're a villain or or whatever if somebody punches you or yells you out or whatever, that is certainly not something that I approve of. Or like, even if you go to the more traumatic stuff, like somebody abuses you or whatever. But at the end of the day, you basically have two choices. You can either continue to be angry about that and be upset about that or you can decide to not care 
and to decide to take responsibility for your emotional state and to do something about it that change do something that might change it do something about uh all these things and there's many things you can do there's tons of different things um you know noticing the imperfections of the world because like it or not the world is going to be the way it is um whether you want it to be this way or not and so if you think it's pro- wrong that the world is this way and you're you're the victim i mean sure there's problems with the world there's problems that you have with with people but that's always going to be true and no amount of you blaming and uh complaining about this person as a victim in your own mind is going to stop them from being this way i don't care who you are i don't care what your position in the world is it's that none of that that is not going to change at all and not only is not that not, not going to change that situation and that person is just going to keep rubbing you the wrong way no matter and if you don't take responsibility for those emotions you will never change them because you think everybody else is the problem because it's not but you know and so I'm not telling you that I'm not trying to victim blame or saying that you're the problem for doing this actually it's not about problems it's not about fault it's not about blame uh, what I've really come to understand about life is that it, it, blame doesn't really f- fix the problem and it's not really uh, something that I try to do because <sighs> typically speaking all it does is just add more resentment it just adds more anger uh, I mean do I like that people abuse other people and they're, they're mean to people and stuff like this no but do I blame them for it? Do I, and do I say like, oh, how dare you be this way? No, because I don't want to be angry my own my old life. Um, the only question you can ask yourself is, do I want to be in this emotional state for my entire life? And if the answer is no, that probably should tell you something about what you're doing with your life. But of course, we live in this culture that that likes to complain about everything. Of course, it might you might it might sound like what I'm doing is complaining about everything, um, but I'm not. I'm I'm coming from a place of understanding how this leads to uh, a lot of problems emotionally and mentally. See, <laughs> this kind of sounds selfish to say. But it's really not. It's actually the most selfless thing you can do in some ways. But, see, most people think the answer is out there. Like, oh, I must become aware of what other people are doing. I must do things for people. I must do all these things. Or I must know what people are demanding or wanting or needing or whatever it is. Uh, But really... There's a couple of deep problems with that that I've become very aware of. Number one is, I mean, maybe that's true. That's for you and whatnot. But, like, if that's all you're focusing on, especially if that's the main thing that you're focusing on, you're not focusing on yourself. You're not noticing when uh, 
you're becoming drained, you're becoming overly raw with emotions, which means that those things and and just because you're and because you're and just because you're not aware of those things doesn't mean they don't exist because they do exist and they're playing a role in what you're saying and doing and you're not realizing it uh, and so you're kind of like going through passive resistance and it's one of the reasons why i think people can be very passive aggressive it's not because they are doing this on purpose it's because they're not aware of their own emotions um it's it's actually very it's actually very freaky because emotions are kind of like intoxicants if you think of emotions as like intoxicants you'd actually be very close to the truth um it's really freaky and so you have these emotions and they're influencing how you're thinking and what you're thinking about and so if you are focusing mainly on what other people are saying and doing and, and wanting of you, you're not really going to be focusing on those emotions and when those emotions are going to, and so those emotions are going to be constantly influencing uh, how you behave, subtly or not. Um, and this kind of thing can build resentment over time. It can build burnout over time because your body needs to actually process those emotions. Some people think the answer is suppressing emotions, getting rid of emotions, but you can't get rid of emotions through suppressing or denying emotion. The answer is actually to become aware of what you are doing slash saying slash thinking slash feeling. And noticing how those emotions are influencing your behavior in the present. That's important. Because if you're not aware of that, if you're not aware of how they're influencing you in the present, what's going to happen is they're going to be influencing you. You're not going to realize it, and so you're going to see anger in others when you're the one that's angry. Or you're going to be angry at others, but you're not going to be knowing that you're angry at others. You're just going to think you're very tense, or you're just going to think that you're very uh, tired, or whatever it is. Because you're not aware of your emotions. Because your rationality, this is this is kind of where the deep problem of, because uh, people tell you that like facts don't care about your feelings. But the thing that you become, have to become aware of is that your facts actually are influenced by your feelings. This is the deep problem of of the mind. In a perfect world, you would be able to look at all the facts objectively, and come to an objectively rational decision uh, without any bias or emotion but we're not in a perfect world are we this is an imperfect world with imperfect humans and imperfect emotions and the thing that, the thing to become aware of the thing that you you have to know this is something that most people don't realize um 
But the thing to become aware of is that what you need is actually what you would call emotional training. Um, see, when you're a baby, I think everybody is aware that, like, the baby doesn't really know how to use his body yet. He's just, you know, like, if he's very, very young, like, a, a day old or something, he doesn't know how to use his body. He doesn't know when he's peeing, when he's pooping, or what whatever that might look like. Um, you like you have to burp the baby because the baby might have gas and things like this because the baby doesn't know how to use the body um, And he might not know how to use his words after once he starts learning words He doesn't know how to use them or whatever it is, right? We, we, we realize all of that when it comes to certain things when it comes to the mind But we don't think of that in the same way when it comes to emotions for some strange reason even though it absolutely applies and so we grow up never really learning how to deal with our emotions properly. We deal with our emotions, but we usually do so by like not dealing with them or by over uh, emphasizing them or over relying on them or whatever it is. Rather than actually like becoming aware of the emotion, how, how that's influencing the, the the mind and the thoughts and the behaviors. And then going like, well, maybe that's not the right response or whatever. Um, this kind of thing. So let's get into some practical examples here because you're probably just like, well, what does this look like? Um... And it's really just about awareness. <laughs> so, always keep in mind that your emotions are influencing your behavior subtly or unsubtly, or they're influencing your thoughts subtly or not. Um, so, say you're doing something. So, one thing to keep in mind as well is that the more activities that are going on, the less you can actually focus on things around you and your emotional state and your mind and your thoughts and things like this. So, like, to give you an example, like, I like to watch, I like to look at things, on, I like to listen to things on my headphones and cleaning at the kitchen, doing things in the sink, whatever. But really what I've come to understand is that you can't really do this and be present at the same time. And so it's, it's fine to do that every once in a while. But if you want to become more aware of these emotional states and start to become uh, to uh, do some emotional train me trainings train me uh, emotional trainment entrainment, you have to basically learn how to just become aware like and you can ask yourself questions if that gets your your uh, juices flowing with this process anything that helps you become aware and you just become aware the easiest way to become aware of your emotional state is feeling into your body usually your chest to me is the place where a lot of this is but it could be anywhere it could be in your neck somewhere uh you know your mouth or something it could be anywhere right and so you're looking to see what your emotions are and then you look, once you find out what those are, you, you wonder, like, 
How are, how are these emotions influencing me in the present? Because um, they are. I almost guarantee you they are. And like 99% of cases. <laughs> well, maybe that's not, ex- maybe that's too extreme, but like, you know, I'd say like 80 to 98% of the time they're in- influencing you in some way. Um, especially if you're not aware of them. If you're aware of them, that's it's a bit of a different story, but like, um, if you're having emotions and if you're not aware of those emotions, and even if you are aware of those emotions, they still, they, they're going to be influencing you. Uh, and you can become aware of that. And you can work around that if that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to take breaks. Maybe you need to... It's basically just about noticing where you are. Like, if you feel yourself getting too tense... What do you do? Like, if you feel yourself getting too angry, what do you do? If you find a way to relax, you find a way to become comfortable or whatever. If you find yourself getting too comfortable in your emotional state, you're, you're maybe too peaceful or whatever. What do you do? You find something to energize. You find something to enliven. So it's about bringing something, bringing some balance to this process. Um... This is, and that's that's one basic element of this. There's there's different elements that we can get into for sure. Um, you know, like, but that's one example. Like that's one kind of way in which this can kind of look. Generalized example. Um, so it's kind of like imagine being tired. And you don't really realize how tired you are, and you're just kind of doing normal things that you're normally doing. Uh, that tiredness is actually still going to be affecting you, even if you don't realize it is. And it's going to be affecting the decisions that you're making. And of course, I chose that moment to yawn for some reason. Anyways. <laughs> um Anyway, so that tiredness is going to be influencing you. So in the same way the tiredness is influencing you, your emotions are also influencing you in the same way, in a similar kind of way. Um, You know, it's kind of like, see, I want to do an episode on, I might do it, well, I don't know if I want to say that because... (laughs) There's there's this like kind of a law, it's almost like a absolute absolute this law to say this, but like what I become aware of as well, this this isn't really related, but it is kind of related in other ways. This is taking mental responsibility, but anyways, what I become aware of is like if you talk about doing action, um, like talk about making an episode or talk about doing some workouts or whatever, your mind confuses that with action like your brain or whatever according to science or whatever and so the key to doing anything is to not talk about it first and just do it and you know that's that's it because if you talk about it you're not going to really do it because you're you're you've already gotten the reward like imagine saying that you're going to be a doctor one day as a kid or whatever people around you are going to go going to be flattering you based on like oh you're gonna be a doctor that's so amazing 
and you'll probably never be a doctor because you get you've already gotten the reward for saying those things <laughs> right so anyways um that's a different thing it is kind of related in some ways though because like your emotional state is going to be influenced by this as well and you have to become aware of like how you're going to be influenced this is why it's important not to care what people do say think because the more that you care what they say and do think you will be influenced by them sometimes sometimes unduly sometimes to such extreme lengths to where you're like literally triggered by a word somebody says like if they say a word or if they say it in a way that you don't like like the example i think of it's really funny from family guy if you know the show family guy um where stewie always say it says cool whip and brian's like cool whip why are you saying it like that say cool say whip whatever you know it's like <laughs> he gets kind of triggered by it but it's funny um but like you could be like that but it's not funny it's like a single word like that can trigger somebody or the way that somebody eats or the way that somebody does a, a, a single thing or whatever it is um and that's why it's important to take emotional responsibility and realize, like, oh, it, this isn't about the person. It's about my reaction to what the person is doing. Um, a lot of us want to blame the person and, you know, things like this. And I'm not saying that you, if you have been, you know, like, abused or even, like, God forbid, if you've ever been raped or whatever, that it's your fault or you should blame yourself or whatever it is. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is actually something much more fundamental, which is that you can actually change your responses to that situation to such a deep level to where you don't, you're not influenced by it anymore. Like seriously, this there's such a radical acceptance you can have in life to where you don't even care that you're alive. You don't, you don't even care that you, you're going to live or not. You don't care. It doesn't matter to you at all because you're in such a deep radical level of acceptance. That is possible. It is possible to be in that state of mind. Um, but to do that, you have to give up the blame game, give up the victim game. I'm not saying that you have to. Like, oh, you better give up that victim game. Like, no. This is This is just a choice thing really um you basically have two choices well it's it's not really a binary in that way but i'm just saying it that way because it's easier to actually go like well i mean there is some nuance and we can get into the nuance but like basically there's two choices right you can basically play the victim your entire life and be angry and sad and annoyed that annoyed that things are not going your way or you can radically accept it and at least come to grips with what is without needing it to be, without uh, getting stuck in victims and villains and blame and guilt and shame and all this other dumb shit that our minds do. Um, because the more that you do that, the more you are engaged in doing this, less happy you're going to be in life because happiness doesn't really come from things 
It comes from... To me, life, life isn't really about happiness anyways. Like, because something's going to make you happy one day, and the next day it's going to be gone. Um, so it's really about peace, or what you could call satisfaction. Um, what is it in life that is going to bring you peace and not pain? Joy and not suffering, you know, love and not hate. And so, if you if you're blaming everybody and if you're feeling like a victim, you're going to turn into the people that you don't like. You know, there's people like you can see all around you, um, and they're like acting like goody two shoes or whatever. You can see people like that, and they're like, "Oh, these people are wrong, and these people are wrong, and these people are wrong, and these people are wrong." That's what you're going to turn into. You're going to turn into that if you're not careful. Um, it's kind of like the reverse of the, of the golden rule. You know, the golden rule is basically treat others the way that you would want to be treated. The kind of reverse of this is you will treat others, if not out loud, in your own mind, the way that you are treated by others. Meaning like if you grew up being blamed for everything and then being talked down to and told to shut up and all this kind of stuff, then you will probably end up doing the same thing to others uh, in some form. Maybe not actually out loud, but in your own mind or whatever it is. Because not because you want to do that, but because... Well, that's where we get to the complex part of this, but like you, uh, it's it's really freaky, actually. Like th the bad part about this is that it's it's come from a place of meaning well, to be honest with you. Um, you know, like you can because imagine like trying to be accepted by a group or whatever. And realizing that, like, you have all these flaws and problems that that your parents have have uh, said that you have implicitly by their action, not not by saying like, "Oh, you're flawed and you're you're a bad person," all this kind of stuff, but by uh, kind of like uh, not accepting certain parts. Like, you shouldn't do that thing. You shouldn't be this way. Like, and I'm not even talking about, like, violent parts of yourself. I mean, that could be something we could talk about and be like, well, maybe that would be something to uh, uh, do. But, like, just things like that that you, you might find un unacceptable. And I'm not saying to, to accept everything your children are doing or whatever. I'm, I don't really know if that's the answer. But what, it, what that ends up doing is that it ends up creating a situation in the future for you because you're in the same situation where now you are uh afraid of people and so if you see somebody being that same way that you were as a child you will see that as unacceptable and you will do the same thing that your parents did to you and 
That's the reverse of the golden rule. And this is why the golden rule exists, in my opinion. It's not because it's important to love each other and be like Jesus and all that kind of stuff that people tell you. I mean, that's important, I guess. But really, it's because of this. To me, this is this is emotional mastery. We ne we must learn how to master our emotions. But that's kind of difficult to do, if you um, are afraid of these flaws because of parents or because of friends or bullies or whatever it is that you dealt with. And that's one of the reasons why it's important to do this by yourself, to be honest with you, because you could do this with other people and it might be fine. It might work out for you. But honestly, what I come to understand is that if, you, if you're doing this with other people, you might be afraid of exposing too much of yourself or you might <clears throat> believe something they tell you about yourself that might not, not actually be true and shit like this. And so you end up kind of like not actually becoming truly self-aware unless you have a really, really open relationship with this, this group of people or whatever. It's not really going to work. And so really what it requires is to be by yourself for a time. Somebody, people tell you to journal about this stuff, but honestly, I don't really think that's even really necessary. Um, it might help a little bit, but it's really not necessary to do this. All that's necessary is just to kind of work through what you're seeing and see what that looks like. Um, I'm sure I can get into some deep examples of this, but like, shut up. Sorry, not you. Um, voiceover. <laughs> but I'm sure if I can get into some deep examples of how that might look. Um, but, it, but that's kind of context dependent. It would be hard to really give you like some deep examples. So another element of this emotional responsibility is becoming aware of your emotional reasoning. Uh, we talked about emotional reasoning in the last episode. Going into um, you know what it looks like when you emotionally reason. Most emotional reasoning basically is this idea that if you feel X, that must mean X is true. If I feel it as if I'm a loser, that doesn't mean that's true. You know, things like this. Um, basically coming to the conclusion that the emotion and thought is giving you. Um, and so... With emotional reasoning... You're basically having, when you listen to these, this emotional reasoning, when you listen to the assumption that it gives you, what that ends up doing is it ends up uh, 
making you more distressed because you believe, believe it and you're now justified. The emotion is justified in saying what it did, thinking what it did, your thoughts, your story. Um, because your story is kind of like thoughts and emotions and narrative wrapped up into one kind of thing. So becoming more, taking responsibility for your emotions in your story, um, to me is one of the most powerful things you can do. It's very powerful. Um, and so the. One of, the, one of the responses that you're going to get that you, people will probably give me is, well, are you telling me that I shouldn't blame people for things and that people aren't responsible for what they do to me because you're telling me like, oh, you need to take emotional responsibility for your life and not complain about things. But things go, things go bad around me all the time. You know, people are doing things to me that I don't like. It's like, and things like this. Um, and my response is, it's not like this at all. See, what makes you think that it has to be one way? It's one way. One way or the way that I'm saying See, you can have your disagreements with people and not get emotionally invested in those disagreements. You can say, oh, well, I, don't, I wouldn't do this myself, but not really care, you know, as long as, and as long as you have boundaries for the people that you feel are doing you wrong or whatever. And as long as those boundaries are healthy and things like this, I don't really care. That's not really the point. Because the point is that with these types of people, these types of complaints of people that you might have, you're letting them live in your head. You're letting their decisions control you and when you let their decisions control you you lose power you are no longer powerful and the more you do this the less powerful you become because and i use that phrase deliberately because power comes with making your own decisions making Decisions that are going to be empowering to you. So complaining about what people are doing, like, oh, dare, how dare they be this way? How dare they do this? I mean, sure, we're, we're always going to have something that we dislike in the world. And the question is, do you want to spend your life 
complaining about those dislikes or do you want to spend your life actually being in peace and happiness and love and instead of hate anger and depression upset and frustration because you're never really going to get everything that you want in life this is just facts if you think by doing this you're going to get something that you are going to get get this person to finally acknowledge the wrong that you think they did you you're probably never you're, you're, you're deluded you're not going to get this at all and your delusions are keeping you stuck in the present in the past because most of this has to do with the past anyways and so the responsible thing to do is to say like oh wait I'm, I'm going into complaining here maybe I should try to find a way, like, way to relax find a way to undo this within myself uh, things like this because let's say you, you are actually right about this person and this person is actually the the villain that you think he is or she or whatever let's just say that it's true even if it's it's probably not true but let's just see say for the sake of argument that it's true so so what you basically have two choices it's not really a binary like i've said before but basically the, these are the basic spectrum you can either be annoyed at this and this basically empowers the person's decisions or you can decide to not get emotionally invested and do your own thing become aware of what you're doing what you're feeling what you're noticing rather than the other person oh no this person did this thing to me though david you know he was a bad person and he was doing things that he shouldn't have done. Sure. I mean, we can talk about bad people all day. But at the end of the day, it's not about the person. It's about you. It's about what you want in life. And, I mean, if you want to be angry your entire life because people are doing things that you don't like, Go right ahead. I'm not going to stop you. But you're not going to be happy. And your body is actually going to fail. Because the more anger you get, your body is, is doesn't really know how to handle these kinds of emotions. Especially if you're constantly happening. Um, like stress is a good example of this as well. So you have to find a way of going beyond the stress.
uh, <clears throat> yeah, but that's fucking difficult. Well, it's actually not difficult. I don't know what I'm saying. It's not actually difficult at all. <laughs> and that's the thing is that it's actually the easiest thing in the world to fucking do. It's a bit counterintuitive. It takes a little bit of time to do uh, counter these habits that you've built up. But it's really not difficult to do this. I Ironically, the, more, the most difficult thing to do is to do what you're doing. If you're doing this, I'm not saying you're doing this, but like just a typical person. Um, who's doing this. And so if you're doing this, it's actually very difficult to do this. Because it creates more stress, more frustration. Uh, things like this. Creates less gratitude, less of an ability to be present, you know, shit like this. Anyways, um, this is gonna get very long, so I'm going to end this here. Um, I might do some edits to it if I need to. We'll see how that goes. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.